This is the magicwordpodcast.com. Hello, this is Scott Wells for the magicwordpodcast.com. Well, I am off now to jolly old England, merry old England, whatever you want to call it. They're happy and jolly. <laughs> and I'm going to go find out why. I'm heading over to uh, Blackpool Convention, and I'm leaving out of uh, DFW this time, uh, which is Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, going through Washington over to London, where I will be joined by my traveling companions, Mr. Dal Sanders and Mark Whitehouse, uh, both here from the U.S., and we will uh, spend a few days, actually, uh, in England going to the Magic Circle on Monday night and some other kinds of activities that will be happening, but... We are the main thing we're going over for, of course, is for Blackpool, which begins on Thursday. Uh, what would that be? 15th of February through 16th and 17th. So, uh, and 18th, is that right? Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, we get in and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'll be reporting elsewhere probably about what's going on at the Magic Circle uh, and elsewhere, but. Um, John Bannon's going to be the lecturer. I'm looking forward to seeing him. It's kind of funny to have to come all the way into the United, from the United States to see the United States lecturer. But I know John is a great lecturer, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a, a really good lecture. And aside from that, I know we're expecting like about 3,500 magicians who will be attending Blackpool here this year. I haven't been since 2005 when Banachek and I had come over, and he was lecturing, and we had a booth downstairs. And that's another thing is that we have just hundreds, I guess, of dealers who will be there in order for the 3,500 magicians to to prey upon and come down, or vice versa, is it? <laughs> Whichever one's going to get to spend some money and the dealers to take our money. It was, and uh, not just take it, but give us some, in return, some really cool stuff. Well, I'm uh, going to be having, I'm sure, full episodes with a lot of people that I normally don't get to uh, talk to because uh, I've been attending uh, American conventions, but this will be a little bit different attending than uh, an English one from the standpoint of who you will get to uh, hear me interact with. So I'm, again, looking forward to... Uh, reporting uh, from here and uh, giving you some lively conversations and some uh, quality content. But since I am at the airport, you know what that means? That's right, Dunkin' Donuts. And let's see what I got. Uh, over here, I've got uh, an eclair. Yes, a custard-filled eclair and a, of course, a chocolate chocolate. There we go. And I thought just to kind of top it off, just going to have a hazelnut espresso. Hold on. That's good. Good coffee. Good coffee. Well, there we go. So, anyhow, I am uh, soon going to be winging my way o- over uh, over the uh, over the pond, as they say, and we'll be taking my flying carpet from here. And uh, really looking forward to it. I hope uh, you guys will enjoy what's coming soon. So, for the Magic Word Podcast, see you on the other side. This is Scotty Allen. So we're here at the Magic Circle. We've made it here. This uh, is on Monday night, and this is the night that typically the uh, circle meets, and we just had a lecture by John Bannon, and it was a pretty full house. Apparently next week is going to be more full after more people come in from uh, Blackpool. But uh, Dallas Sanders uh, was traveling on... Uh, did you come in on British Airways? I came in. I'm in British Airways, Yeah, so you had a different flight that I was on. Yes. Yeah, I, I uh, left later than you and got in earlier than you. 
Yeah. Well, I got here eventually as fast as I could. Love this place. And I love this guy that we're with right now, also Ian Rowland. Hey, Ian. Hi there. Great to see you. Glad Always. That you're you going to be going to Magic Live this year or not? Uh, I wish I could, but I can't afford it. I'm so poor and unsuccessful. <laughs> well, typically, it seems like when you're there, it's, you're a presenter. Well, yeah. I mean, in the days when I used to write for the magazine, Stan was very nice, and he said, here, have a ticket, come over and lecture, and I would. But now that doesn't exist anymore, and I'm so poor and failure and unsuccessful, I have no money, <laughs> and I can't afford to go. So if anybody out there wants to, you know, take me under their way. I love Magic Live. It's a great convention. It's one of the very, very, very best, and I wish I could go to it again. It really is a great convention. I remember you were talking one year about the cards that you cut up and fold around and you still do that I, I, what are they I, called confounding uh, I, well confounding cards no, they, they have the worst least imaginative title ever I call them Ian cards because my name is Ian and they're cards and I make them and they are uh, technically they're called Kirigami start with one card some slits and folds and they turn into amazing shapes and people's initials and all sorts of wonderful things but there's no uh, glue or joining together anyway uh, really great subject to talk about on an audio only medium <laughs> where nobody can see any it's like doing this on the radio yes. yeah, it's like talking about great art on the radio but you can create such images in people's minds like make an elephant disappear you know that you can you can talk about it even though that you don't I, exactly see it. I, I think the benefit of this medium is that I can just say they are single handedly the greatest work of art that's ever been seen in human history but for now you'll just have to take my word for that well you can go you know, they can go to your website can't they no 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 there's nothing about them on my website really really because you don't sell them I, I do, uh, again wrong guess I do sell them but there's nothing about them on my website so where can they go to buy them uh, it doesn't work like that. This is this is this is this as an interview. This is tanging horribly, uh, and it's not Scott's fault. It's mine. But they're they're just not a big enough thing that I do that I've ever bothered putting them on the website. So basically, people need to hire you for magic conventions. Oh oh yeah oh yeah that that's the, that's it that's exactly <laughs> the that's point. That's why I, I got Dal here. Meet, but that's what I was going to mention, Dal. So anybody who wants to see these extraordinarily amazing, intriguing, fascinating, beautiful cards, uh, I'd be happy to display them at a magic convention. Especially, I mean, you know how much I love Las Vegas. I mean, if ever that was to happen, uh, everybody would be able to see them. And I'd be able to sell them at a heavily discounted rate. But who knows whether that's ever going to happen, eh, Scott, <laughs> Dal? Who knows? Well, as I recall, that there was an article. Was it Magic or was it Genie? Where that they had uh, like an eight-page article about you? Uh, I think that was Genie. I think a few years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, ancient history. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, but you still need to kind of keep up with that, so you kind of know what, what people. Uh, what they are actually they're just pretty amazing I, I tell you what this yeah. Ian just put some of these amazing pieces of art in my hand I'm going to take a picture of this so when you go to the website at themagicboardpodcast.com you can see this but they are uh, it's amazing like you said they're origami so they just kind of kirigami kirigami origami would involve cutting these don't okay isn't that amazing this is truly incredible yeah and, uh, I mean, not to kind of toot my own flute, but as far as I'm aware, I'm literally the only person in the world who makes these or knows how to. Wow. So the secret could die with you. The secret will die with me. You're not uh, teaching anybody. You're not apprenticing anybody. No, no, no. No, no, no. 
By the way, I think it's kind of interesting for those of you who are regular listeners might uh, know that Ian and I go back a long way, that when you are interested in going back in the archives and listening to anybody that has ever appeared on uh, on the uh, podcast episodes, just go back to the uh, archives place. I've got a tab there. And Ian is one many years ago suggesting, wouldn't that be nice, Scott, if you actually had an archive tab that you'd be able to do that. So went back to, uh, to Squarespace and found out if they could do that, and sure enough, we do. So if you're looking for anything, of course, there's a search function there, too, but the archives is something that uh, I, uh, I I would encourage you to go back and take a look at, but Ian's a guy who made that suggestion. Thank you again, Ian, for making my podcast better. Uh, there's very few times that I ever improve anything. I usually <laughs> make things a lot worse. Wait, you, you said that he made it better, but you've never had Ian on your podcast. Well, except well, you know, let, let's not mention that, Dal. It's so, kind of a sore point, really. Did, did he make it better by never being interviewed by, by you? Is that what so. you're saying? It's... Generally speaking, everyone who knows me will say I make everything better by not being involved in it. <laughs> by being kind of out of sight and out just of mind. And nothing just to do with Out of the whole building. Yeah. The, the happiest women in the world are the ones I've never dated or been. <laughs> With. It's like every time I don't make a contribution, that's the that's the best I get. Everything else is just negative from 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 zero. So you got a excuse me, you got a a, a recent lady. I haven't seen you in a while. You got somebody new or last time no, we had Fism, I think. It, it was yeah, it, if you asked me this question about four or five months ago, yes, but not currently. Okay. So the good news is for the women of the world. I'm You're back available. available. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I can't imagine the amount of response you're going to get to this audio interview. That's right. Uh, from of, that news. A lot of magic women are interested. Well, women are interested I, I, it, it's, they will uh, seek you out. I'm just going to ask them to please be discreet and gentle with me. That's all I ask. <laughs> That's all I ask. And the uh, name of the book, by the way, that you had written that was about uh, cold reading. What was that, by the way? I don't want to get into that too much right now. But No, no, no. It, I've written three books on cold reading. Yeah. That's how boring I am. You see, a but, boring guy would have written one. A slightly more boring guy would have written two. But somebody utterly with nothing else to do with his life would have written three. And I've done three. Why haven't you had this guy on a podcast? Okay, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm getting closer to thinking about it. And you also write a column for... I, I did. Yeah, I did. for, for uh, yeah, Magic Circular. Uh, I, I wrote for the Magic Circular, uh, the Circuit, Magic Circular magazine, for about 12 years. And then Stan asked me to do a mentalism column for five years for Magic. And there was a period of time where they overlapped. So I was doing two columns a month, completely separate columns. And it was great fun. It was tremendous fun. I really, really loved yeah. doing that. And uh, the only thing I, I, I don't understand, I mean, it's great to be here with you, Scott, and with you, Dad. But why, when you got your microphone out, why did you insist we do all this nude? Fully naked. I, I don't know why we couldn't have done this clothes. What, what was the point? Well, it's because we're at the Magic Circular, or Magic Circle, and that's kind of what they told me. No, 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 no. You can wear clothes in the club room. You can. Yeah. Well, Dow told me. I don't know me. why. I mean, listen, I've got nothing to hide. I mean, it's lovely to meet you guys, but Obviously I feel a bit awkward. A little bit awkward about doing it completely naked. I don't know why you insisted on this. Well, you know, whenever that you pull these cards out of your butt to show him while I go, you know, yeah. I just kind of, I just like, okay, so that's where you keep your secrets. I mean, I, I had heard the rumors about the way you do these interviews. I'd never experienced it for myself. And I'm just sorry that there aren't, like, cameras covering It's really quite a sight. But if you don't well, mind, in your, I, in your opinion, I, I, I'm getting a little bit cold. Is it okay if I eventually put my clothes back well, on? Well, let's finish this. Uh, oh yeah, okay, and right. then we then right, you can, then right. you can address yeah. again. Right. 
So for the Magic Word podcast, that was Dal Sanders and Ian Rowland here at the Magic Circuit, or we're after the uh, John Madden Magic Lecture. Circle. Magic Circle. Where the heck did I say? What did I say? Yeah, you said Magic Circular. That's the magazine. Yeah, I keep, well, you said that while ago, Circular, and I keep getting that. Oh, well, I'm going to have another scotch. Scotty out. Well, as we're walking about the circle that uh, another uh, mate I ran into is someone that you've heard on the podcast. It's been some years ago. I don't get to see her often enough. Occasionally, she'll come to the 4F convention. But here she is now, Faye Presto. Hi there, Faye. Hello. <laughs> Great to uh, see you again. And she was just setting up this uh, amazing little kind of a material over a table well, the here. circle has got these very decorative round tables that everybody sits around and sessions yeah. and it's a terrible surface so I found this yeah, it's a slick surface so you can't really spread cards yeah, or you can't do anything so we're, I'm, I'm going to sort that out that's sorted you said something interesting also about about giving up your uh, about not kneeling down about bottle through table it was... I maintain that to do bottle through table properly you have to kneel down. Is this for magicians? Yeah. yeah. You have to clip the bottle between you and the table. In order to do that, you have to kneel down and clip it between your breastbone and the edge of the table. Then, when you let go of the bottle top and you lean back, the timing is exactly right. And people know that. If you're holding it between your knees, timing's wrong. And people know that. Now, problem is, when you kneel down in front of your audience to push the bottle through the table, your eye line goes about an inch below the eye line of your audience. So they're looking down on you, kind of? Well, no, they're not looking down on you. See, that's a very male thing way of putting it. They're not looking point. down on you. But your very construction of that phrase, they're looking down on you, means that... You're going off in the wrong direction. I regard it as the moment when the when the the, the Toreador turns his back on the bull. Yeah. Right? He's got the bull under such control right. that he can turn his back on the bull. And the bull is just there and will not butt into him. And by the time I get to pushing a bottle through a table, the audience is mine. We are friends. We love each other. They trust me. I trust them. And so to, 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 to adopt a position where my eye line is an inch or so lower than the audience's doesn't matter to me. But do you feel like you're having control whenever that you're walking up to a table? As I know you work a lot of restaurants, and they're seated and you're standing. Do you feel like you have more control, though? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's because it's the only way you can do it. Because in this country, it's never a spare seat at a table. So you've got to work standing. And I don't want to sit down and take, you know, move chairs around. Right. So you, you, okay. you're imposing on their private space, yeah, basically. And, and, and they want to see a little bit more, and I will show them a little bit more. But I've built a sense of trust with the audience. So when it comes to that moment where I'm going to push the bottle through the table, it doesn't matter that my eye line is lower than theirs. Because we're, we're family by then. And I see it time and again. I see guys trying to hold it between their knees or sitting at a table and lapping it. And it doesn't, it just doesn't work. What? Say it again, I'm sorry, I get a little loud there. What? They're lapping it. They're holding it between their knees. They're doing all sorts of things. 
The only place to, to do it is clip it between your sternum and the edge of the table. Yeah, you have to lean in. You have to lean into the table. And, it, and, and it's then the timing between pulling your finger out the top of the bottle and it hitting the floor is exactly right. And audiences know if the timing isn't right. They don't know why they know. There's a fraction of a second off. It's, it's like, that didn't sound right. Yeah, it's only got to be a split second out. And they go, they don't even know that they don't know that it's not right. It's just one of those things where you go, when you look at a perfect painting, you know it's right. If it's not perfect, you go, I don't know why it's not right. It's not right. Yeah. yeah. I understand. Well, you looking forward to Blackpool this year? No, I hate conventions. You not? I hate conventions. <laughs> well, I, you come to 4F conventions, yeah, but that's they, different. 4F's different. Yeah. 4F's is different. But no, most conventions, it's, it's work. You have to be there. It's a chance to restock, yeah. buy bits, make sure you've got the, the right coins and things. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, it's, 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 it's what you have to do. I don't, I'm not a conventioneer. Well, you obviously went many years ago, I guess, but just you kind of decided that's too big or it's not really for me. And what? Blackpool. Blackpool? No, I go every year. So you like that convention? No, I don't like that you don't, convention. But you go anyhow. You have to be, you have to go. Professionally, you need to be there. Yeah. And you do see someone, and you meet friends, and you do meet people who you've chatted to. And sure. But yeah. it's... So tell me about some place, uh, as we start to wrap up over here, that you're working that's really exciting, That uh, or maybe some place you worked last year that you're uh, really proud of. No, I got, I've got the Ned under my belt, which is the biggest... Uh, if you've ever seen Mary Poppins, yeah. the Ned is the bank that Mr. Banks used to work in. Huh. But it's now an entertainment complex. It's got two or three hundred bedrooms. It's got a roof terrace. It's got four or five restaurants on the ground floor. Yeah. It's got a, 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 a club. Um, and I'm in there a couple of nights a week, and then that spreads out into corporates and privates. Yeah, I mean, I live to be on stage. I know you do. But you've got to eat, so you have to do close-up. Well, you travel with, was it the Champions of Magic that you were? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's still out? I mean, they keep changing people. I have no idea. I got fired at two hours' notice, and I still don't know why. I remember, I think we talked about that on the podcast a while back. Yeah, I still don't. don't, It was a couple of years ago. Hurt like crazy. Still don't know why. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring that up. <laughs> but I know you like the stage and you like to be able to perform. Yeah. Do you like stage better than close up? Well, I, I love doing stage, but I've got to eat. So. You do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. And, and the energy required to put a solo show together and get it out on the road is enormous. Yeah. That's a young person's thing. I remember many years ago, and I mean like 2005, I remember you were working in Blackpool with Romany, and it was an all-woman show. I think you were doing close-up, and you also did some stage, too. I can't remember who else was yeah, on. Yeah, no, we were round at the, uh, the, the... There was a little venue round the corner. It and was. There, was. there was Mandy Mewden and Romany and me, and, yeah. and and we did this women's show. It was great fun. That and was a great time. We had dancers and everything. Yeah. yeah. Have you uh, ever gotten together with that group again and done anything? Well, we meet socially, but... Sure, but you haven't some, really some, put together a show again? No, somebody put it together. Oh, they did for you. So they yeah, yeah, somebody said, we're going to do this show. Show, yeah, 
So would you be in it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a really good show, and I enjoyed it a lot. And I thought that you added a lot to it to begin with, of doing some close-up before the show began. Yeah, you get warmed up. Exactly. Then you they love you up. and know you. Yeah. You know, I, I don't hold with that. You mustn't see you before the show or anything. Just get out there and make friends. Yeah. Well, Faye, always good to see you and talk with you. I'm glad that I had a chance to visit with you. Good seeing you here. And at least that's what Blackpool does. It does things like that. It does. So let's celebrate those. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do this year with 3,500 of us, or however many. It's going to be great. So with the Magic Word Podcast, that was Faye Presso. <laughs> this is Scotty out. <laughs> And so we are, it's a little bit uh, quieter because it's starting to uh, close things down. People are getting ready to head over to uh, different restaurants and a few bars. I uh, assume that uh, around uh, 10.30 they start to shut things down here at the Circle. And uh, speaking of that, I've got the uh, uh, current president, Marvin Berglis, with me right now. Hey, Marvin. Hey, how are you? Right. <laughs> I'm nothing less than fantastic. Have you enjoyed your, your tour around the Magic Circle? I have. Well, I haven't really taken a tour around here. It's been a few years since I was last here, so uh, yeah. I know that you're continuing to uh, work. And I mean, last oh. time I was here, I was lecturing, and that was in, I don't know what year that was, 2015 maybe or something? So it's been a while back. It's a very special place, a very unique feel, because we're right in the heart of central London, yet it's hidden away, and it's a type of building from the outside, you think it doesn't look anything particularly special. But our taxi when... couldn't even find the place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, funny enough you say that, because for our London cabbies, it's actually on the route. It's one of the things they need to know to do their knowledge, hmm. uh, which is amazing. So maybe it wasn't a black cabbie they got? He dropped, dropped us was off it? at a block over. It was, was a private cab. Oh, it's that city. See, you always uh-huh. take the London black cabs. Okay, They're the people that know all the knowledge. And as you say, as part of their training, they need to know where this place is. But let me tell you, as soon as you get in, you've got this amazing staircase, which you look up and down, and it's, it just looks like a, in Doctor Who there's a TARDIS. You know, it mm-hmm. just seems so much bigger than, than yeah. it could possibly inside, be. Right? Yeah. And it's a very, it's a very unique staircase, and we have a museum uh, with some amazing artifacts. In fact, the whole place is a museum with lots of posters and artifacts around the building. And the library, of course. The is. library is sensational. It's probably the biggest uh, magic uh, library, I would say, in the in Europe. And we have maybe, um, I think they said it was something like 30, nearly 13,000 books. Wow. And, and then obviously it's a great lending library and a great reference library. Obviously all the magazines. We could do with double the space, quite frankly. I mean, you know, it's just, this is the challenge. Um, and... Um, are you thinking about maybe finding another place well, or maybe you know, having an annex? We, we'd love to see what's available, but we need some huge benefactors. So anyone listening mm-hmm. out here, you know, come back and speak to me. <laughs> you never know. Well, what are some um, plans you got then right now for the existing well, facility? Well, the first thing is that we've got a fantastic atmosphere here now. And it's a really good vibe. I hope you felt that, you know, every week oh, we have the magicians coming in from... All, all over uh, Europe and, and obviously the ones in London in particular and we have some great guest lecturers we have uh, interviews we have uh, the examinations which we have which have a high energy as well and we have other things like we're, we're starting some new things where we take something from our museum and someone explains about it or their favourite book or I do something called Rabbit and Revelations where we ra- Rabbit is actually a, a sort of uh, a cockney London term for mm-hmm. um, if you've got a lot of rabbit it means you talk a lot so rabbit oh, okay. it's all the play on words of rabbit and revelations we reveal something about them so we have some members literally from King Charles to someone who might be a cabbie or a tax driver or a politician or a, a greengrocer hmm. and uh, we hear about their lives and how magic's come into that and that's always very interesting to get to know our members and you have uh 
been the person who has kind of uh, facilitated that. Kind yeah, of, uh, I did that when I was vice president for a few, just you know, before, and then it's had a gap, and now we're starting again. And I'm trying to invoke a lot of energy into the, into the place, and we're finding. I'm really encouraged that we've got a lot of younger members who are coming out. With, yeah, uh, I was impressed by that. Whenever I was in the lounge in there, that yeah. how many younger people are doing uh, tricks and stuff. Yeah, it's it, the, the sort of dynamics changing. It's just a good vibe, and, and they bring to things that you know perhaps some of the older guys you know have had a different type of training so they bring some technology and some you know normally you say to a young kid you say you know let's see let's see what you got and yeah. you and you, they do their double lift or whatever and you'd say yeah but how about this way this time when they do their moves they very good you know <laughs> you got to teach me that sometime you know yeah. they're really sensational i don't think they've learned very quickly and we have a young magicians club here which is thriving we've got uh, two members and ed hilsom is ed hilsom and harry de cruz who've come up through the ranks and they're really perfect and, and i had ed on as one of my guests about an episode one time and go yeah. back and search that he's really good yeah. he's really good and so we're trying to get the right people in the right place and i just think it I'm really encouraged by it, and I hear some some nice things. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of challenges, as you can imagine, when you're looking after nearly 1,900 members, but generally it's a really great place. I think one of the uh, best things that happened for me, being in the U.S., was uh, during Zoom that you started having Zoom lectures and then have carried that on. So actually, I think you might have started that a little bit before uh, COVID, before we had lockdown, and uh, I know that uh, uh, Daryl, uh, works with that uh, the video to make sure yeah, that we, on have, Monday we have a whole stre- yeah. streaming team uh, who work with our tech team and when you think about it you know that was perhaps one of the things that you might not have wanted to join the Magic Circles because you wouldn't be visiting now yeah, you don't but, get now, the but now you do but get now every you get everything you know it's an incredible value firstly you get the the fact that you say you are a member of what we consider the world's most prominent magic yeah, society it means a lot to me yeah thank mm-hmm. you and, and but also you've got a hundred plus years of um, of all our magazines that you have digital access to and mm-hmm. you can see and of course we have our lectures and our past archive lectures um, that you can actually stop rewind refer and, and find so and, and, and with this as you say we a lot of our lectures are live so we have an inclusive community so in the theatre even if the theatre was let's say three quarters full it might we have a theatre of 164 people sometimes it's full sometimes three quarters full but you might see double or triple that watching online and that's mm-hmm. very exciting well like this evening yeah. we were watching John Bannon yeah. and they were saying that there are 60 people watching this live right yeah. now yeah. and of course you can watch this later too yeah well we had for example last year we had uh, sorry last week we had our uh, magic circle close up Competition, competition. Yeah, right. I invited quite a few celebrities in, and it was a really good vibe. And it's just, it's a, it's a nice feel. So we're very excited, and um, we would love to welcome more international. Well, how guests. would people join? Well, you basically you would you firstly look on our, our website, which is themagiccircle.co.uk, um, and we will also um, there's be some adverts where there's a QR code, and you can just see how to join and you want to get a member or someone to recommend you uh, or to propose to second you which is which right. I'm, you know which we'd be happy to do um, and if obviously if you're well established we'll we'll obviously look at that slightly differently as well but normally you would do an exam or something like that um, but 
for our overseas people, you can now do that on Zoom, and, and we'll get through that. You know, so I, I thoroughly recommend it. It's a fantastic value, and it really is whether you get over here or not. But I yeah. hope that you do because well, if you do come and come and say hello, and, yeah. and and we'll make you feel very welcome. We got what's really great about Magic is that inside the club room, you've got some people who are I consider some of the best magicians around the world, and they're sessioning with people just starting out, and mm-hmm. it's a whole vibe that doesn't happen in sport or music where you get people rubbing that's shoulders and mixing and yeah, I just yeah. really love that and that's a lot of professionals we're, yeah it's yeah. really good well Marvin very good thanks very much and for doing all that you've done and congratulations on your presidency and uh, good luck on much. into the future here thank you very much indeed <laughs> nice so with the Magic Word Podcast that was Marvin Berglis this is Scotty out. just arrived at the Winter Garden, and the convention is about to begin. It's, uh, oh my goodness, almost 10 o'clock here. Got about a minute to go. But before we go into the room, I'm going to go see if I can catch uh, Paul Romani's uh, lecture. Uh, there are a couple of other things that are, there are other things that are going concurrently with each other, but I thought real quick I would speak with uh, Johan Stahl, who is from Sweden, and uh, Ian Roland had just introduced us, and hello. And hello. <laughs> I'm anxious to uh, have a chance to chat with you. So uh, you've been coming for a number of years, I'm assuming. Then. I have. What number is this for you? I don't know. I competed here at FISM 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, but In cards, coins? What uh, you? I did uh, Parlor Magic. Okay. Got second place after Jan Frisch. But uh, this like uh, my eighth eighth time here. Mm-hmm. Your eighth time, and yeah. so have you competed at other FISMs as well? Yes, uh, in Beijing as well. You didn't compete in Stockholm? No, that was uh, before like, I got started. Okay, I was going to say it was like your backyard. <laughs> yeah. there. I mean, why would you come all the way here when you got it there? You know. Yeah. Uh, so you haven't been doing magic all that long, then necessarily. Then is that right? I've been doing it full time twenty two years now. And when you're doing uh, parlor, is it uh, talking in various languages, or what do you? How do you speak? I, I do many things now. I do uh, since I, after I won um, Sweden's Got Talent, mm-hmm. I uh, do my own show in Sweden right now. I'm uh, about to go on tour, mm-hmm. so it's a um, stage show for about two to five hundred people. Yeah. What is it about this convention that makes you keep wanting to come back to this one? The crazy mixture of everything. It's just <laughs> mad. magic overload. Yes. But it's so nice with all the dealers, old friends, all the shows, mm-hmm. and so much. It's like a smorgasbord. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Well, again, it's uh, stuff going on right now. We'll get a chance to chat a little bit later. Johan, pleasure. I enjoyed it. So with the Magic Bird Podcast, that was Johan Stahl, Scotty out. As we start to walk into the dealer's room, I was just watching one of the uh, lectures. Uh, obviously, a couple things going on simultaneous, but... Uh, I don't want to miss anything, but it's hard to do that. And also, it's hard to get around to see all of uh, great mates. But the first one I run into is a longtime friend uh, of mine from Ireland, Pat Fallon. Hey there, Pat. How are you? Scott, it's great to see you. And <laughs> you haven't changed a bit. Well, no, nor have you, my friend. Uh, I remember when we were just talking about when we had met back in the early 90s, I guess, when it was, it was Dunleary. And, in Dunleary. And, that's yeah, right. What I remember something. was that uh, uh, we were going to get together, and you said, uh, we'll meet you in the hotel. And I didn't know if you recognized me, but back then I was writing an article for uh, Magic Magazine. You recognized my picture, you know, from... That's right, yeah. <laughs> you came straight over to me because I didn't know what you looked like. Yes. Now, you were touring Ireland, as I recall, yeah, at the time. Yeah, I was touring with Brendan Grace, a comedian. Yes. And, and what was uh, the lady's name that you... Tanya. Tanya. Yeah. That's right, yes. He was a, 
we did 16 years together. She was absolutely years. wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, a ballet dancer who decided to give up her ballet shoes for a rabbit, is what she always used to say in interviews. Oh. <laughs> and uh, she was a wonderful assistant. I mean, I've had some great assistants since, but she was yeah. really, she loved magic. And one thing that always used to surprise me, people used to kind of disregard her because, oh, she's just an assistant. Mm-hmm. And she could do a better Emsley count than most men, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she was great. Yes. Yeah. Now, are you still, you're obviously still living in Ireland. Still I guess. living in Ireland, Whereabouts? Yeah. Have you uh, moved cities? Or I'm, still... No, I'm, I'm just south of Dublin now. I moved out of the city and I'm, I'm living in the rural kind of country okay. area. Which, have which you I'm retired like. more now or what are you doing now? No, I'm not retired. I don't do as much as I used to. No, and no. I, I, was, I was just talking to Vanny Poulet and we were just talking about we don't do the sub trunk anymore because our knees just <laughs> won't take it. Yeah. But other than that, uh, things are fine. I'm working on a new show at the moment, and uh, because I, and during lockdown, I started to write. Tell me about that. Well, it, it's it's a Houdini show, and I know there's lots of Houdini shows out there, but this one is slightly different. It's coming at it from a different angle. All yeah. right. And uh, because I want to talk more about why he became famous, but how he stayed famous, because he is still the right. world's most recognisable magician. Right. And I, I think I've discovered some of the reasons why, and I just want to put it into a show and. Um, hoping that by probably September this year we'll have it out on the road. So it's a one-man show that is a theatrical play? Yeah, it's more of a play rather than than a show. But um, it's it's a one-man show in a sense, but because I can't do the soap truck anymore, (laughs) there'll be my assistant and also a younger magician who will do the stuff that I can no longer do. Just play music halls and that kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and yes, it's a theatre show as opposed to a a cabaret type of thing. Yes, I understand. uh, For a different kind of audience, because Mm -hmm. it's... um, in Ireland, we have, you know, your general go to a cabaret show or you have people who go to the theatre. Uh-huh. And I want to get to the people who go to the theatre. Yes, you know. it's a different so clientele, different group oh, of people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Do you get over to Blackpool every, every year? Every year, every year. So what number is this for you, like number 20? Um, well, I, I came here in 1994. I mean, Blackpool was so good to me because I came to do the British Magical Championships, yeah. of which we won a whole new range of people here. Before we left the horseshoe bar that night, I had four lectures booked. I had four ga- um, conventions booked. Yeah. Because people saw you, and, and yeah. you know, it was the first time they'd really seen. Even though I'd been touring here, right. it was open to magicians, and um, I've never looked back. So Blackpool was always good to me. Derek Lever been was very close to your heart. Very much so. Yeah. 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 And uh, since '94, I've only missed two. Uh, you're still inventing. Only missed two. Is yeah. that right? Have you? Are you still inventing things? Yeah, because I remember one thing that you gave me when we first had met. That was a little leprechaun trick. Yeah, the Irish ultimate yeah. Irish three card trick. You still, you still sell that, I guess. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I've still come up with new ideas. I still lecture and, and, uh, and so on. But I've never been a dealer. I, I wouldn't come here as a dealer. Yeah, I like to come here and enjoy myself and meet people like you and have yeah. a conversation. Chat. Yeah. Well, that's what I think a lot of conventions are about. A lot of people miss that or don't understand that. Those who have not been to magic conventions, I'm always encouraging them. That's why I like to record these convention reports to yeah. kind of let them get the feel of what it was that could be like if you would actually come to these things because we see each other, we make friends, and that's not the kind of thing you can do online or Zoom or whatever. It really has to be face-to-face, eye-to-eye. Yeah, and I met David Regal in Australia when I was doing a convention there, yeah. and we become good friends. And I met him for dinner last night. But we ended up with 10 people. And I'm not going to start name dropping. Yeah. But it was an amazing experience to meet people who you know 
really well, yes, but don't get the opportunity to meet and yeah. have a conversation. That's a very good point. And that's what magic conventions are about. Yeah. I'm not really interested in the latest new thing. Mm-hmm. It's um, the latest new people I want to meet. You know. It's what? The latest new people. Oh, the latest new people. Yes, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, we do get to hear about these people because they're, they're new inventors. They're new illusionists or performers yeah. of some sort or another. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a good place to meet people. Pat, always good to see you. And Thanks you very too. much, my friend. Thank so you so much. Magic Word Podcast. From Ireland, that was Pat Fallon. Scotty out. Well, I just finished with Pat, and I had hardly turned off the microphone. Then a couple other of my mates had come in all the way from Scotland, actually from England or from the. Scotland, where are you living now? Scotland. Okay. Yeah. You, okay. You so know, it's, it's we were, very I'm, insulting to say England to a Scottish <laughs> person. <laughs> Our Paul Wilson. Uh, no, what I meant to say was when we saw each other in New Orleans. Did you come over from Scotland then for that? For some reason, I thought you were in L.A. with uh, uh, David Regal here. I, I was after that, but yeah, well, I was in uh, New Orleans from Scotland. Yeah. But you, were lo- you don't have an apartment or anything over in not LA. anymore. No, not anymore. But you lived there for a while. I did. And that was kind of what I guess I was confused yeah. about. And you still hang out there, David? David Regal. Yeah. Line, so good to see you. I live in Burbank. I painted the house. I can't. I can't go anywhere. You're not far from the airport, then, are you? No, I'm very close to that airport. Yeah. Can so, you actually hear them coming in? Yes, I can. That's one of the coolest airports. You actually have to exit the plane by the rear, and you can walk down the the, the stairway. You know. Yeah. Everyone that likes Burbank likes it because it's rinky-dink, but they're trying to turn it into a metropolis. Hopefully, someone, hope will, someone will put a stop to that, hopefully. I hope, I hope that it will. Yeah. You guys are going to be uh, doing something here this year? You are, David, aren't you? You're, yeah, you're I'm going to be uh, lecturing and doing close-up. Mm-hmm. Today's my day off, so I'm... Walking around looking at the five billion dealers that are here. <laughs> I thought there was a close-up show today at noon. I think there is. But you're not on this one. No, I, I have today off. Yeah, okay. And you're just here to... Uh, I'm just hanging out. How many times have you been to this? Uh, since I was 16 years old, I don't think I've missed more than like one or two. Two or three, then. So, more than ten. <laughs> okay. More than ten. What is it that makes you want to keep coming back all the time? Uh, nostalgia. Glorpy. If you had to say it in one word, it would be Glorpy the Hodge and Hank. Um, yeah, I think FOMO. I, I think it's it's definitely nostalgia. This is a Blackpool's kind of got a weird place in the uh, memory of the whole country because when you're a kid, you come to places like this. If you're, you know, for Holiday. seaside holidays, and when you're a magician, you come here, and it's much more. Advanced as a as a as a town than it used to be. You know, it used to be like going back to the maybe a fifty years backwards in time. We, we call that the Catskills. I think basically, yeah. And I think there's a charm to it that um, yeah. I quite enjoy. I have to say, pretty much every time I leave Blackpool, exhausted, bruised, and I, I have said many times, that's that's it. I don't need to come back to this place anymore. And every and every January, I'm just <laughs> dying to come back. So it's yeah, that's why. Well, I know I see you also within Magic Live. It seems like you and I are always about in the registration line at about the same time. Pretty much, yeah. If you're not there, I don't register. Are you coming this year as well? I uh, should be there, yeah. All righty. And David, of course? Of course what? Going to Magic Live this year? I, you know, I, I never know. I sort of just play it by ear. Because you're writing. You're busy. I mean, you got like another Somehow, thing. somehow I'm busy, you know, for That's now. That's a good thing. Yeah, I guess. What's your latest project? You working with a TV or movie? Or well, show? yeah, I'm working on a movie script with a couple of guys. Cool. and a female director and who knows if those things happen or not but yeah I stay busy keep our fingers and toes crossed and eyes hope that uh, works out for you are you working on anything uh, new new uh, series still, still finishing the Tamarys movie and two other projects are happening but you know I wait and see when, when it happens it happens and 
in the meantime, I just... I'm anxious to see the movie Lost in the Shuffle with uh, you know, Sean Farquhar. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see that, too. You were too. involved in that, weren't nope, you? I mean, not at all. They didn't no. talk to you or interview uh, you? No, or? no, okay. they didn't. Uh, very wisely, so they, they spoke <laughs> to much better magicians. But were you in the uh, Erdnase movie? Uh, I am. I am. I'm yeah. in the Erdnase movie. Both of them. Yeah, I was going to say, them. I thought there were a couple of... Uh, Quote documentaries, I guess, yeah. that are out there. I'm in a movie called Lust and Chains. I needed the money, and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a starring role, or you just have a bit part? I wish it didn't go there, but <laughs> let's just say you can notice me from a certain angle. From a certain angle, you can see, uh, recognize that me. birthmark. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So for the Magic Word Podcast, our Paul Wilson, and that was David Regal, Scotty Allen. Well, we were at the Magic Circle the, uh, recently, and you heard some of the uh, conversations I have with people. It was a very busy night. I didn't get around to talking with everyone, uh, but uh, now that I'm here, there are even more people. But I just I thought, okay, I'm definitely going to talk with Brandon. because uh, And here he is, by the way, uh, Brandon uh, Rodriguez. Hey there, Brandon. How are you? Yes, hello, hello. Nice to see you again. Good seeing Scott. you again as well. We yes. ran into each other last evening, it just so happened, when we were yes. uh, chatting uh, for your vlog. So tell us about your vlog, by the way. Oh, okay. So I do this every year. I think it's, it's more like a tradition now that I do. And every year, people keep messaging me, are you going to do your vlog again? And I said, yeah, for sure, I'll, I'll do it again. So what I tend to do is try and film as much as I can at the convention. I try and film the dealers, lectures, everything. Uh, it's clearly not possible to film everything, but right. I'll, I'll film as much as I can and then try and piece it all together into one <laughs> little 20-minute segment You get hours of stuff, and then you leave hours of uh, Absolutely. stuff you un- just cut out. But yeah. someone did tell me this time, do you know what, why don't you actually make unseen footage or so you do your main Blackwood vlog and then throughout the, the next few months add in bits of things that couldn't really be on the vlog so I might tend to do that this year and huh. we'll see how it is you think that'd be interesting well, well we'll give it a go it's the first year of ever me doing something like that so yeah I never thought about uh, it'd be cutting room floor I yeah. mean you know kind of stuff you like know it's stuff like what's left behind make it. Yeah, yeah 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 just the random maybe the bloopers or you know whatever <laughs> so tell me about it. this convention you come every year I assume Every, every year, so for the past 11, oh, I don't even remember when I came, but about, <laughs> about 11 years ago, I've been here pretty much every single year, even the pandemic, because I was one of the very few people that were brought in to the convention in the pandemic just to um, do an, like an online, uh, the first ever I think I remember that. Thing. That was when yeah. John Archer was John hosting. John Archer, yeah. yes, yes. So I do remember seeing you there. Yes, okay, yeah. he interviewed me on that thing, and I did a little tribute to uh, my friend Diobo, who had passed away that year that... The, the, the convention COVID? was uh, no, he uh, it was uh, suicide. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. he took his life, and um, but um, yeah, it was just you know these things happen sometimes in the magic world, and uh, so we, they, they, the whole tribute was for him, and then I made a little tribute video on my uh, YouTube channel for him, and uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, I, I don't think I've ever missed a single convention. I don't think I I probably will miss another convention. (laughs) As long as you live. Exactly. Well, I think it's uh, great what you're doing as far as getting... uh giving people an opportunity, you know, to see these things, which well, is another thing. what you're doing, too. Well, thank you. Preserving history, aren't yes. we? Yes. <laughs> so to speak. But yours is a little bit more difficult from the standpoint you combine video and audio. My audio is a little bit easier because you've got to clip everything and put things together, and I just kind of let it go raw, you know, okay, out there, okay. basically. I guess some people like the whole raw thing, you know, the whole... <laughs> I, I tend to think so, as well. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why I do it. I mean, there, there's room for all of us, you know, out there in Absolutely. the cyberspace, certainly. Uh, yeah. Going back to the uh, Zoom convention during COVID with John Archer and you, uh, that's one of the cool things, I think, that we got in our packet this year was a little flash drive that included the 2021 
Zoom convention. Did you look at that? See what was in no, your? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. They gave us okay. you know in that bag of goodies or whatever with the registration right. and okay. uh, badges and all that stuff in the program. One of them was a little flashlight clever with a flash drive you okay. know, built in oh, yeah. with the uh, convention on it. Well, I didn't get it because I, well, so I, I feel bad saying this, but I, I, I'm sure I can. I'm sh- okay, so we all know that artists get free tickets to the convention. Yeah. Now, last year, I opened the Sunday Night Gala and I had, it was a last minute thing because I had booked my tickets already. So what I, um, Russ, Russ Stevens did this year is that I've got a, I've got a ticket for you. So I didn't really oh. get any goodie bag with it. Yeah. I just got the tickets. So uh, maybe I'll ask him and he'll give me a flash uh, yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah. Say, hey, I heard there's a flash drive. And you say, oh, yeah, yeah we got one here for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> well, Brandon, great talking with you. You too, Scott. And Thank uh, you. have a great convention. Thank you very much. Enjoy <laughs> so this. Yeah. For the Magic Enjoy. Word Podcast. That was, uh, oh, by the way, where can people find the vlog? Say one to- oh, it's on my YouTube channel. Just type in Brendan, B-R-E-N-D-A-N, Brendan Magic on YouTube and my channel should be the first one that pops up. And there we go. Brendan Nascotti, out. Thank you. Well, on my way over to the Durham Lounge to see another performer, I run into another friend. I mean, this is just a convention full of friends. And I'm so glad. You guys, if you listen to or read the uh, New Zealand e-zine, you read... Uh, Magic his, New Zealand. That's right. What is the column? Stone? It's called No Stone Unturned. Okay, No Stone Unturned, which was also the title of the episode I did with Paul Stone. And here he is right now. Hey, man. How are you Hi, doing? how are you? Nice <laughs> to see you. Fantastic. Now, you, you live in Liverpool, which is not far. No, I don't you, live you in did. Liverpool. Oh, no, no, I grew up in Liverpool. That's what I mean. You grew up there. Yeah. Yeah, my home city. But you used to come down to Blackpool probably as a kid. And I've been coming to this convention for over 50 years. Wow, well, and so what were you just saying a little ago to me about this being your 50th what? This is my 50th year as a show producer. As a show so producer, a, okay. Yeah, big year. In fact, doing a little event in Vegas in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm um, hoping... What is that? What's that event? Is that uh, open to the public or not? Well, it is actually open to the public, but it's just, yeah, we're doing like a VIP reception, a little show there as well, which is open to the public yeah, mm-hmm. on the 15th of May at the Ahern Hotel. But it's only, it's, it's very hotel. limited tickets. It's only mm-hmm. like, there's only 50 tickets for the public because okay. the room only holds 100 people. Right. But there'll be a lot of great, the great and the good will be there, as friends of mine, and then, and then some ordinary people, yeah. normal people. <laughs> so why do you keep coming back every year? Well, been- well Blackpool, I mean, as a, as a kid, because I grew up in Liverpool, yeah. so for us, Blackpool, going back in those days when I was growing up, they used to have five theatres here. They had the three piers, the North Pier, Middle, uh, South Pier, Central Pier, and two other theatres, and they had fantastic shows. All the big stars were here, everybody. I mean, it was the place to come. Blackpool used to be a really classy place. Yeah. Now it's a bit more like Coney Island, but right. uh, in February it's cold and windy, as you know. Yeah. But the convention, for whatever reason, it started off in the Pleasure Beach with 500 people. I remember being there watching Kenbrook demonstrate there with 500 people, then mm-hmm. it grew, and it... We had a guy called Harry Dewhurst who used to organize the convention, then Tom Owen and Bill Lamb, and then it was Derek Lever, and then it obviously got bigger and bigger, and now you're over 4,000 people. That's just amazing. But it is. Uh, amazing. And there's not 170 dealers. It's crazy. You know, it's basically <laughs> about friends, isn't it, though? It really it's, is. I was just talking yeah, to Pat Fallon. That was yeah, what he was saying. He said, comes yeah, every year really to see, yeah, see it's friends. It's just the people, and you never know who you're going to meet. My goodness me, to meet Santa. Now, whenever you had said you were from Liverpool and being there for so long, did you ever see the Beatles before yes. they came to America? So I did. I was, I was, I'm not going to say how old. I was, but I was young and my, I saw them at the cabin. They played at the cabin yeah. 290 times. They used to do lunchtime shows there as well, but I was dragged in by my sister, who's a bit older than me. I, I snuck in and I shouldn't was have she done. she still screaming back then? Oh, God, or? very much so. My no. God, yeah. So yes. they were really hot. Funny enough, she's yeah. still screaming now, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was great. So it was great. So we just funny just had Mac, uh, Mac King and Jen and uh, Mike Thank and you. Tina, and we just did the uh, we just spent a day and a half in in Liverpool, and we did the whole Beatles thing, everything, even the ferry across the Mersey, the old Jen and the pacemakers. Sure. We did the cabin. Uh, then we went to you know Eleanor Rigby's grave and where Paul, Paul McCartney's house and John. It was great. It's the Paul Stone tour, which has been seen now by Bill Smith, Kevin James and his wife, Lynette Chappelle. They've all been and done the yeah. the Paul Stone be- Liverpool tour. <laughs> You've got to do it. I really want to. I want yeah, to do that. Well, in the you're invited. If you're here next year, we'll do it. Do it right. I'll have to contact you well in advance yeah. in order to get up to Absolutely. do this because I haven't been to Blackpool. This is my second time. First one was really? 2005, so it's been a while. Yeah, and it's increased since then. More people. Oh my now. goodness. Yeah, yes. it's yeah. huge now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, hard to get through the dealer's room, yeah. and I'm just kind of looking left and right, and there are so many things that uh, attract your attention, yeah. and if you just have, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, if you don't have the good attention span, it's like a goldfish. Oh, my yeah. gosh, look no, at that. You don't know that. where to look, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that hasn't changed is the weather, right? Well, that's true. It's still, <laughs> it's still cold I guess and wet. <laughs> it's not nice, but hey, you know what? And I feel the cold now. I've been spent so long in the 15 years in Vegas, and before that in Phoenix, yeah. I think now my blood thinned, and now this, uh, this cold weather, I can't imagine how I used to be here. You are a peripatetic magician. So What where, does that mean, please? Uh, peripatetic? Yeah, I just... Uh, it means that you travel, you walk uh, I just a wanna, lot. I just, just want to check that's what you meant, okay, yes. <laughs> just in case. Yes. Uh, so in doing that, that, where do you live now? I mean, do you uh, live in Vegas, or you well, live back I, in here in England? I no, you moved I'm, here no, back here. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm actually at the moment. I'm in L.A. at the moment. Okay, wow. uh, okay. But I've, you know, I've been in Vegas 15 years. I'm just taking a break from there, and I'm in L.A. at the moment. But mm-hmm. uh, I like, you know, I'm trying to do it so I can spend some time here in England. Yeah. Um, but more, most time there, because both of my boys are over there, you know. So uh, Over you know. there now, when you say there. Yeah. You need, in, well, over in, in Vegas. Well, Ben's, okay. a, Ben's obviously is a singer in Vegas, and my other son is a professional head coach, soccer coach in, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, which is where we actually spent three or four years uh, going back, mm-hmm. you know, when they were uh, growing up. Love Phoenix. I had, uh, yeah. my, my parents had moved there uh, yeah. after my dad retired, so I, wow. uh, they passed, but I still get out there from time yeah, to time. So I just go there for the cool weather, Vegas and Phoenix. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what, uh, why my mom and dad moved there. My mom had arthritis, and it was drier climate Dry there. heat, absolutely. Yeah, but then they started building all these pools, and that put humidity back into the air. There apparently. you go. So, yeah, but anyhow, Paul Sung, great hey, seeing it's you. It's really man. good to see you. It's a nice <laughs> surprise. We'll see you soon. Take care. For the Magic Word Podcast, that's Paul Stone, Scotty Young. While I was talking with Paul, I'm standing here in front of the uh, registration booth area, and there are two different registration areas. Actually, one that's going to be for the general registrants and one that's a VIP registration area, and I'm here with that lady who is checking you in. That's Tracy Bradshaw. Hi there, Tracy. Hello. How are you all? How are you doing? Fantastic. Thank you. So tell me, what is, uh, what's the difference? What do people get for VIP versus regular? So VIP is a really good opportunity for those who want to get really good seats. So if you want to get a really good seat for the shows in the evening, if you want to get good seats when you're doing um, lectures, you get really fantastic seats for that. You also get to see me, of course. And you <laughs> That's also- a plus right there. <laughs> And you also get to um, come along, you get in straight away, there's no queues, and you also get your badges and your bags and everything else. So it's a really good opportunity if you don't want to be standing time in the big queue and you want to have a really good seat to see all the shows, then it's a fantastic. Is there anything special or different that we get in our bags for that? Yeah, so if you go just normal, you don't get a bag, so you get one of these wonderful bags. So just a, a lovely little bag, and inside there, there's lots of little bits. Um, I can just show you a couple of things that we've got in there so we've got our um some lovely 
um, pictures of all the like jumbo playing cards, basically. There. Yeah. yeah, but of the performers' pictures. That's it. Fantastic. And then we've got um, a special um, key ring in here, which is obviously the Blackpool uh, key ring. Uh, it's more than just nice. a key ring. It's Actually, has a flashlight and, and a flash drive, right? Yeah, it's, it's for a flash drive, but you can put it on as a key ring as well, so it's really good. Um, and then you've also got, um, oh, let's see what else we've got in here. You've got your special coin. Now, if you've been coming for VIP, you'll know that you get one of these every year, and they're collectible, so you can collect your coins every year. Okay. So, And that's basically what you get. But I think the main attraction is obviously coming in, not having to stand with the queues, but also getting in your favourite seat that you want to see. Is this something that's relatively new as far as the VIP pack experience, or have they had this for years? Um, I'm sure they've had this going on for quite some time. Are you a member of the uh, BMC, the British Magic? Um, my husband is, so I'm okay. here with my husband. But oh, we've been magicians for many years ourselves. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but my husband's just over there. But unfortunately, he didn't get the VIP for today. <laughs> so it's just me. But uh, yeah. So it's it's really good experience. And obviously, you know from experience what a wonderful day this is. And it just beats that you having to be in the queues for a long time as well. And they've already set the date for. For next year's convention, do you remember when it is? Um, unfortunately, I don't. I have to look at the program. I don't have the program handy. I yeah. think it's yeah. right here, yeah. isn't it? Uh, so I'm looking at this. Tracy's going to quickly look that up. Is it towards the back? I think, or somewhere I saw that. Uh, Where did you uh, look on the, the last page, I thought. Let's have a little look. Uh, nope. nope, I thought it was someplace in here that would tell. Oh, there it oh, is yeah. next year, 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th, February 2025, and they can go then to register soon after this, I guess. And so when will they open registration here? Yeah, registration will be open soon after today. So um, best thing to do is go and see these guys. We have so many wonderful guys on reception, um, and they, they will be there to help you. If you want to come in today and book a ticket, you can book in straight away. And if you want to go and get your gold card, so all there yeah, ready. But we great. have an amazing team. What's the gold card? How is that different from regular registration? So the gold card is different in the fact that you don't have uh, VIP access, so you don't get into the queues quick and you also have to um, just uh, the difference is you don't get to choose your seats and things okay, like okay. that so it's, it's, it's okay. more of the seats great Tracy thanks very much thanks, thanks for all so you much. do thank okay. you love so to the meet you Magic Word Podcast that was Tracy Bradshaw Scotty Young I think it's important that we do talk with the organizers, as I was just talking with uh, Tracy, who is uh, working at the registration desk. I thought it would be interesting to speak with a person who's actually a member of the uh, Blackpool Magic Club. Uh, and I have uh, David Plant with me that we're in right now from uh, Blackpool. You live here in Blackpool, is that right? Then? Here I he is, David. Indeed. Hi, David. Hi, I do. Indeed. Hello there. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you're welcoming us all here at you know, this convention. It's getting bigger and bigger, and we invite everybody to come to Blackpool. How many people approximately? Do you have a range of what you think are here? Well, I can see you've got a VIP ticket, yeah. so there's 350 of those. The 380, I think, are VIPs. Okay. The gold car, there's 4,000. 4,000, okay. 4,000. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also daily tickets, so you can buy an individual daily ticket for Friday, a Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. and we're... we're Amounting to over 5,000, just over 5,000. 
you're in, we're in a booth right now, so we're actually not in the dealer's room, which is why you can hear David and I so much more clear than, than when I was talking with some of the other gentlemen in the uh, in the dealer's room. It was uh, such a cacophony. It was uh, so busy behind us here. Uh, but so it is a little bit of quiet, and I see that at this booth you have then a timeline of, I guess, the Blackpool Magicians Club then. Uh, of when you first started, or tell me just a quick, a brief. Well, uh, that is what, from, from from when it first started in 1941. It started for a half-day convention. So many, a little member. Uh, there was maybe five or six people who started the club up. It was having meetings in someone's front room at home, and they did all sorts of things: playing a few card tricks, playing a violin, maybe, yeah. telling a few jokes. The wife of one of the magicians may have done tea and coffee and a few sandwiches, and it got built bigger and bigger till it went into maybe a church hall and then a school hall, and then sooner or later they decided to do have a big convention, which never been before. This was held at the the Horseshoe Bar at the Pleasure Beach, which was it was only a half day. But the, when you first went in, I can't tell you how many people went to it because I wasn't born then. Um, but the case is, they had tea and coffee and welcoming people. Ken Brooke was one of the, the, the performers then, and there was one or two other people there. They only did about two hours or an hour and a half, but it grew and grew and grew. And then that was also one of the convention organisers, was Harry Dewars. A very nice gentleman of the club sort of thing. I only knew him for about five years. Um, he did it for quite a few years. Then And Tom Owen took it on for quite some time. And it became the what was called the biggest one-day convention in the world. I remember McMillan used to have a weekend convention. Ron McMillan, yes. Yeah, they did that. But we always try to outdo everybody <laughs> of course. so now it's gone to a three day convention Derek Lever who was a convention near then he's just passed away and his funeral was yesterday which I'm heartbroken because I couldn't get to the funeral time. I was on the train and as they were taking our tickets the guy was obviously not a magician but he said we were going to Blackpool and said we were going to magicians convention he said well, I heard about uh, the gentleman who had just passed I mean it's major news this was big news in, in, in Blackpool it is and in magic in general because he was the f- um, the TV magic show or entertainment show is Britain's Got Talent yeah, okay. and in them days, Derek Lever was the first magician to win a ch- uh, not a children's a talent contest show, and uh, he was an excellent. He was a, a brilliant. He was a dealer. He performed magic. He sold magic, and it's uh, it's, it's it's a shame that he's he's passed away. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. So we've come all the way up then to where we are then now. Of course, we had... We're up we up had to 2020. FISM. We had FISM, what year was the FISM here? That was 2012. So, now, yeah. in 2009, we had to go to, the, to Beijing, we did. There were six members of the club uh, who went there. And we had to do a... a Presentation. A portfolio and everything. And that was a, a mammoth task to do that sort of thing. We didn't... Because they came to us, and we again we put the biggest. We're in the Guinness Book of Records of the biggest magic show convention 
in the world, the biggest dealers in the world, the biggest conventioneers in the world, the most, most amount of people yeah. for one event. And we're very proud, and every year we're trying to make it bigger and better. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, in 2012 was a big step when we had the FISM. It's uh, hard to organize something that's the size of a small city, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> you yeah. stop to think about all the details, and so I assume after this is over, you must start working on next year. We've already started. <laughs> we have already started so much so... <clears throat> The new registration opens midnight on Sunday night. Okay. After the convention, at midnight, you can buy tickets for next year. Here or over the no, registration? No, no, online. Online, okay. Online, okay. you'll be able to. And we generally, I don't know whether I should be saying how much, but in one day we make a record number of people buying tickets and nobody knows who's coming. All they know is that when they come to Blackpool, it'll be good, it'll be big, and there'll be something that they've never seen before. And we're proud of that. Well, as so many people said to me before, like many conventions, they yeah. go to see friends. And yeah. that's what this is all about. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's and make new ones, too. Me- yes, meeting like new ones. Yes, it's nice to meet new people like that. Yeah. Um, I don't speak any foreign language, so, but, but <laughs> it, 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 it's still magic joins people together sort of thing and uh, yeah it's it's great we have one or two problems every year because we had the registration desk at the other end of the building to yeah. last year and the year before now we've been but it's been forced because we've live and learn we've used the room into doing something else sort of thing like you know so we're always trying things out i like it you're doing a great job i appreciate what you guys are doing david thank you very much Thank you very much, Scott, and nice to meet you. My pleasure. It's over the Magic Word Podcast. That was David Plant, Scotty Young. There are so many people here I know for the first time. We've talked with some people already who have been here forever, it seems like, and go to this convention every year. But I've got with me a friend who actually is, was on a previous episode. If you go back into the archives or do a search for Anders Bollinger, he was uh, one of my guests because he's uh, not only a friend but also a, a trade show magician and well worth listening to that particular episode. But he's here now for his first one time at Blackpool. Hey, Anders, how are you, man? I'm great, Scott. Thanks for having me on again. Well, I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad that you made it to Blackpool. And so this weather kind of like what it is back in Winnipeg? No, it's nicer, much nicer here. <laughs> so I, did, I, I just got my little spring jacket on. I, I live in Winnipeg, Canada, so or yeah. Winterpeg as they call it. So. Winter pack. Yeah, yeah. Is there snow and ice on the ground right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But we've had actually a fairly mild winter, so it hasn't been too bad. So, I, I Do you ski? I, I don't ski, but uh, we're in I the skate or play hockey? Or? Uh, yeah, we skate. We have a rink nearby, so and we can skate on the river. So there's we actually have the world's longest skating trail uh, because they just clear off the river. And then now, what take does that mean, like on. about a mile or two or 20 miles? I forget how far it is but it's it's quite a ways uh it would be miles um i, I should know it but it's I just thought about that yeah it depends how long they they clear it that year they can just keep 
clearing it further on the road. Because I think about uh, in the U.S. where we have hiking trails or yeah. just walking paths, but you've got ice skating yeah. trails. It's quite, it's good exercise, too. Well, I'm That's sure fun. that it is, just like cross-country skiing. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. So you, this is your first time at Blackpool, and you said you just happened to have a break in your trade show schedule to uh, come over here and kind of at the last-minute decision kind of a thing? Yeah, last week, I, I think I was talking to Richard Steele, who's uh, you know, he's a yeah, yeah. in Promystic, yeah. And uh, trade show guy, yeah. yeah, he said, he said, oh, it's on. And I was like, oh, I keep saying I want to go. And then I would kind of forget about it or whatever. And then I realized, too, my wife's birthday was on the 15th, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day on the 14th. I always get this bang, bang in a row kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but she's a, a very good woman. And she said, you should go. And it was kind of like a, at least a bucket list kind of thing for me that I should go at least once. So I bought some flights and got myself here. And, uh, yeah, so far it's just pretty amazing how many magicians are here. And last night, which was uh, Thursday night before it kind of really starts, I guess the auction was on yesterday, it was just neat being in Blackpool and seeing, like, groups of men just kind of migrating around uh, (laughs) between venues and, like, going to the Ruskin. And, you know, it's just... you. And even on the way here traveling... I would look at people and kind of go, they're probably a magician, right? Like, you kind of, like, the closer you got to Blackpool, yeah. the better chance that you're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Now, it's interesting you say this was, like, on your bucket list. So why did you want to come to Blackpool? I mean, when did you hear about the first one or what? Yeah, I heard about it years ago um, from a magician who just who just uh, passed away, Joe Cofort, who is a, a magician in Winnipeg for, for years and years. He used to live in, in London, and so he would come to Blackpool when he years ago when he when he lived here and so he t- talked about it and then Richard Steele talked about how huge it is and how many vendors there are and uh, I was explaining to my son who loves comic books and everything that this is the San Diego Comic Con for magicians is, is what Blackpool is yeah, right? that's a very good analogy yeah, yeah. so uh, so yeah, that's kind of you know it's been on my radar for the last I don't know is it meeting your expectations so far yes yes and it just the, the venue the winter gardens is just so fantastic like it has this kind of old time kind of you know feel to it and vibe going on and but just the fact that there's these massive halls that can host like these big lectures you know uh and all in one building, so it's just a great, great venue. I like the international talent also that I don't get to see in the U.S. at the other conventions. In the U.S., when we bring in someone from overseas, it's a specialty act or two. Whereas here, I think Americans are the specialty act. Like this year, we got Matt King and Mike Caveney and a few other Americans who are here, but really most are, you know, from France and from uh, India or from uh, Argentina. You know, I don't know wherever around the world. Seems Germany. And the thing, too, that I always think about is Europeans have much more of an artistic side of things. Like, not to put down Americans or anything, but just it, it, there is this kind of maybe more, um, more variety in how they approach things. But also just because there's so many people in so many countries in Europe and it's so easy to get here, yeah. it's just kind of beautiful seeing something that is quite affordable convention, right. you know, that attracts so many people, and then you get these economies of scale that you can, you know, bring in lots of great acts and, and that sort of thing. We were talking earlier, you and I, Anders, about the dealers and, you know, buying stuff uh, for our shows or whatever. Is there something that you have seen or heard someone talk about so far in the dealer's room that's like, oh, you got to go see this or... Well, I, I saw some pretty cool demos, uh, you know, a lot of technological things um, that, you know, that are just so cool that you feel like there's something about magic effects that when the secret is 
like a cool gadget that makes you feel like James Bond. Yeah. You know, makes you want to buy it, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely some things that I, I like. I could see myself buying them, but I can also see myself not really using them and just maybe showing them to my magician yeah. buddies, right? Like, because they're cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's good to see you then uh, here as well. So uh, we'll see you throughout the convention. I'm looking forward to the rest of this then, too. I mean, this isn't the first day even yet over. I mean, there's just so much to see and do. And as you've heard from some of the other conversations uh, that I've had with a few people, and this being an overly long particular <laughs> first day episode, uh, stick with us for the next couple of days then, too. we still got more to go. Thanks, Andres, very much. Thanks for having me, Scott. That was Andres Boulanger. Scotty yeah. We just finished a lecture with Tom Wright and now heading into uh, one of the other lectures with Marvin Berglis. And I say one of the others because there are a couple things going on, but I thought it would be interesting to hear uh, Marvin. I'm here right now with a uh, fellow while we're standing in line. This is uh, Keith, I'm sorry again. McCabe. McCabe. McCabe, from Ireland. Whereabouts in Ireland? Hello. By the way, Keith. (laughs) Hello. Hello, Scott Wells. From the Republic of Ireland, County Mead. So it's not too far from Dublin. I've been coming here for about 20 years, and Marvin Berglis got me into magic. Oh, is that right? That's correct. That's why so you're excited to see this lecture. I'm very excited to see it. Are you a member of the Magic Circle? Unfortunately, I'm not. Do they have, uh, I know they've got ma- magic organizations in Ireland and also, but there are not a lot of magic clubs in Ireland. There's uh, certainly not as many as there are in England, I guess, but there are a few clubs. There is one particular club in Dublin, the Society of Irish Magicians. You have members Pat Fallon from Ireland, you have Keith Barry, you have a few others, to name but a few. I've attended a few conventions over the years, and, and they're all here every year. So I come every year, and uh, I get to see them. What do you expect to see or want to see when you come here? I always like to learn something new. If it's creative, learn something new with comedy, stage presence, but not so much buying tricks, because I have enough of material so education you're a real magician then if, yes. you, if you can recognize that you have enough stuff you just need to know how to present it better you know and that's 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 a wise thing you finally hit that point and that's it you know we got enough magic stuff you know we don't need to be necessarily buying a lot although they got a lot of cool stuff here have but we need to know how to perform what we have better you know and this is the place to do it correct i have about 50 kids tricks and it I constantly work on them and come up with my own creations, like a chop cup. I, I have music with it, a silent act, and it's circus music, and it is something that I came up with myself, yeah. but I haven't seen anybody else do it, so really? I'm proud of myself doing that. And for, for kids' shows? For kids' for shows. Huh. Now, is it kind of like a Paul Daniels routine? Um, or? A mixture of everything. Okay. It started off with like a padlock, Harry Houdini, and then it, it changed and different slates and kind of acting like l- Mr. Bean a little bit. <laughs> Mr. Bean's a, funny, yeah. That'd be of a What about the uh, children? I assume that they, is it like a sucker thing where you kind of get them involved? Is it here? Is it not there? Or any of that kind of thing going on? Or what? You say the kids love it, though. Yes, because it's circus, so they just sit down and watch it. And they're amazed at what's happening because they don't know what's coming next. I see. And it's um, and then at the end I produce uh, lemon and a lime, but then I change it then to little colourful footballs because it's, it associates more with the circus. Mm-hmm. 
more so than a lemon. Oh, okay, that makes so, sense. Sure, sure. Tweaking it a little bit every so often. Hmm. So, are there a lot of magicians who are doing birthday parties in Ireland then too? Hey, there's Harrison Greenbaum right there. Hey, say hello. Hello. <laughs> and you got a show tonight too. This is Harrison Greenbaum. By the way, this is Keith David. Hi. Pleasure. You gonna sit with us? Sure. Come on. So. Uh, We'll be chatting with you here a little bit later, but he was telling us about... I got shows all night. You got, you got That's right. Shows tonight. Every, every night. Tonight's a show, tomorrow's the roast, then Sunday's the show, and I also do a lecture during the day on Sunday. So I'm going to need a long nap after this. <laughs> Let's see if we can get a uh, seat in here. So uh, so there are a lot of uh, birthday parties. Because I know Pat Fallon's not traveling like he used to. What do you want to say? I'm going to hang out on the back, I think. Well, it's just nice. Yeah, is, is that you've one been of the, very active podcasting. Well, I, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> he goes everywhere he goes. He's podcasting. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, I think we're about to uh, sit down. Thank you very much. I Thank appreciate you very it. Much. Okay. Nice Glad to meet you're you. here. So, for the Magic Word Podcast, Scotty. We just finished the uh, afternoon show, or afternoon, evening show, I guess it was. Mike Cavney and Friends also was opposite of the Shudogawa show. And uh, the Shudogawa show was uh, full. And th- th- we're going to be repeating uh, these uh, shows, kind of they're doing back-to-back. And I'm here with uh, a friend from Saudi Arabia, Mundo. Hey. Hi. Hi, Scott. Nice <laughs> to, to meet you. you. It's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, it's a pleasure. You had uh, stopped oh, me for a minute and said you enjoyed the podcast. So I'm so glad that you do. Thank you for being It's an amaz- amazing podcast. Thank you for all the... You're doing for the uh, magic community. Well, you're welcome. Yes. And so tell me, uh, do you come to Blackpool often? Is this one of your regular conventions? Or? This is actually my third time. Third time. Yeah, I came here before COVID, and then we stopped for like two years, and then last year and this year, yeah. Why did you decide to come to this one then? I mean, there are other conventions around the world, but I mean, like FISM and whatever. Well, first of all, uh, this is the largest convention uh, in the world, right. magic convention in the yep, world, yep, yep. and it's the closest to my hometown, so it's like a six-hour flight. Okay. Uh, oh, so it's six hours from Saudi from here. From yeah, here. exactly. Okay. Uh, if I want to attend Magic Live, for example, that would take me like 13 hours. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah so have you been to Magic Live before then? Too? I haven't. That ought to be on your bucket list. You need yeah, to come, man. I will. I will. Next year, <laughs> hopefully. Yes. Hope so. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's an enjoyable time. Yes, yes. Hopefully next year I'll be on, in Magic Live in Las Vegas. Yeah. What type of magic do they do in the majority of, like, in Saudi Arabia? I mean, for an example, I know Israel has a lot of medalists. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot here in the U.K. then as well. Mm-hmm. What is big over there? Well, we have lots, of, not lots, but a handful of uh, stage magicians and mm-hmm. illusionists. Okay. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. Uh, we don't have a, a lot of mentalism. Mentalism is not uh, very popular in, in our country. Because of religion, I guess. It no, uh, actually, uh, the 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 market, the okay. demand for uh, more of visual uh, and more uh, not close flashy. up, but they want a flashy kind of theatrical. Type exactly, of, okay. yeah. they don't um, find mentalism more appealing to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have builders over in Saudi? I mean, like we have, you know, Bill Smith, or you guys order no. people, order illusions from here, and then oh, have them shipped? Or? Yeah, exactly. We sort all of our material from uh, the U.S. and the U.K. We don't have builders in, in Magic, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised because I would think as, if it is a popular place, they kind of, you know, there should be somebody say, hey, we can build them here because shipping costs have to be astronomical. You know, the cost of the illusion is equal to the cost Especially of Especially now, yeah, it's, it's uh, equivalent to the price of the illusion. Yeah. Even more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what did you think of the show this evening, Mike Cavney and Friends? Oh, I saw it last year and yeah. uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, 
Uh, it's always surprising every year. Mike Caveney is, is, is excellent. He I love is him. a master, certainly, and he brought some good friends here this year. I've never seen Celia, Celia Munoz, who yes. was a ventriloquist. I've never seen a ventriloquist do what she did. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I've seen her on, uh, I think it's America's Got Talent. Yes. And it's, uh, uh, it's uh, very amazing to see her live. Mm-hmm. It's very amazing. I mean, uh, the things that she does... With yeah. her, with she her puts talent, on lipstick while she's singing, she and, drinks uh, water while while <laughs> she's <popcorn>. talking, <laughs> singing. So it's amazing, yeah. yeah. It's amazing, yeah. It's truly yeah. amazing. And yeah. so uh, we're going to be seeing a gala show this evening. That should be a lot of fun. I'm and looking then, forward to actually in, in our time. We so. probably need to get some seats here shortly. One quick question. Then mm-hmm. uh, tonight there's going to be a choice between Harrison Greenbaum and then I think there's another show that's going on. So do you know which one you're going to be going to this evening? Uh, I'm not sure, okay. but I will check my listing and I'll we'll we'll decide later. Yes, yes. It's a hard thing when we have two different things. Let's see, wait a minute. The other one is the Harrison. Oh, whose lie is it anyway? Ah, yeah, not whose okay. line, but whose lie is it? It's so, a UK kind of. Uh, so um, probably Harrison, because this looks like a contest, uh, yeah, to me. So. Yeah, just, I think uh, it's perhaps going to be kind of like that then, too. Yeah, so the Harrison thing. It should be funny. Definitely. He's, uh, <laughs> yes. he's for 18 over, so you know it's going to be kind of on the rude side. Yeah, under the belt type of <laughs> so thing. So to speak. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's yes. no place he won't punch. Exactly. <laughs> Mundo, thanks very much. It's a pleasure to oh, meet you then, too. Oh, it's a pleasure as all mine. I'm happy to see you here. It's a pleasure yes. to see you. Big thanks again for podcast. listening. Thank you so much. <laughs> so for the Magic Word Podcast, as Mundo, Scotty out. Okay, we've just finished the show. We just were talking uh, with a gentleman from Saudi Arabia. Now I'm going to speak with someone who is from Sweden. And, uh, Norway. Norway. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. The general area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same place, same place. Sune Nerud yeah, yeah. Anderson. Hey there, Sune. Yeah, yeah. Hi, hi. I'm glad that nice you... Nice to meet you, Scott. It's, it's good we put our faces together because uh, I know you've been listening for a while. You've been a friend of the Magic Word for years. You've been someone who's been a patron. I would appreciate that. And for those of you who, who aren't, and would be interested in donating, it would be helpful. Become a friend of the Magic Word. You could go check it out on the website. But Sunay's been a long-time listener and uh, first-time guest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pleasure to be so. Yeah. So tell me about this convention. Do you come here often to this event, uh, Blackpool? So, so I'm I'm part of uh, 30 Norwegians go here. Uh, wow, that's a big group. Yeah, yeah. So they're actually the guys sitting here. This is a small part of the group. Yeah. And we travel here like a a, a bunch of us take the same plane. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we tend to some of like drops off from time to time. This is my third time here. But some of the other guys have been here for 20 years. So yeah. this is my third time. Yeah, I usually like uh, if I want to go, I book my, my, my tickets not too far. So I bought my ticket uh, seven days ago and just yeah. decided to go. Yeah. Now... Do you come just because of the camaraderie, because your buddies are coming, or do you come to see somebody in particular, or are you just this I, is just one you come to? So I, I now I've seen no, no lectures at all. I yeah. just go to see tricks, get inspiration, because I need some new slots in my show. Sure. And I saw Mike Caven here tonight, and it was absolutely awesome. Yeah, it was really good. But if I don't like a show, I just immediately go out. So I sit back in the lectures, and if I don't enjoy it, I yeah. just leave. I, I'm too, too old to just sit there and... <laughs> Yeah, life's too short to watch bad magic. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So, did you learn some stuff today? There were some very interesting speakers. I thought, you know, the talk. I mean, Ben Hart was. Doesn't yeah, Ben Hart was talking about how to build an act and everything. And of course, Steve Valentine was uh, teaching some wonderful tricks. And 
and uh, gosh, you know, there were a lot of great things. So, how about what did you learn? What have you? Yeah. Learned? So I saw no lectures. No, no lectures. No today. lectures. No. Oh, no. After so, you just said that's why you're coming yeah, yes, for. Yes. No. 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 The, the opposite. I don't go to see lectures. I need to see fun new slots for tricks. So. Uh, for oh, effect. So okay. what I look, was looking for today was a smoke machine with a light. So I need a red light with a smoke when I do close-up magic, when I go around. Yeah. And I'm looking for an impression pan to replace the perfected set there by Richard Austin because I'm, ooh, I think it's too hard. You love that? No, I, I think you it's too hard. Like too hard to yeah, but something I like, like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they got, what, 170 dealers here. So did you find something then or...? Well, the fun part is that a lot of electronics, yeah. and it's bad reception here, so all the electronics are failing. Yeah. I find that funny. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's not just me. I'm hoping that I can get this episode uploaded tonight, but our Wi-Fi at the hotel has been sketchy at best, and so on, then it's off. And so, I don't know, I may get frustrated and so upload bought, these later. So, about two th- things, about the, the um, light and heavy uh, card deck, yeah. uh, actually. Oh, I saw the card, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Card deck, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. 30 pounds, nothing. Really fun, yeah. and I bought a new uh, disappearing bottle from uh, Henry Harris, like the the oh, yeah. yeah yeah beautiful. I yeah. didn't know he was here because I've got one of his uh, Rubik's cube in the bottle. Yeah, he's here. Yeah, know, yeah. That, uh, that you give out to your clients. And yeah, and, and I'm looking at the solo sound system. Going to buy that as well, mm-hmm. like the, the, the solo sound system where you have the RFID ID chips, and you can just uh, do gestures, and then it will play a sound cue every time you do a gesture. Really? Yeah. So it's like you're a conductor conducting the orchestra yeah. of that cube and playing however you want. Yeah. Wow. So you can have a you can have a sticker underneath any of your props. You can just bring the prop up your, up to your chest or any place you have yeah. the receiver, and it will yeah. play like the, the theme of that trick or the introduction. So you can have like you can do like uh, a gesture where you welcome someone up to the stage, and it will play the same intro music every time. So usually now you use go button. With a flick switch, yes. but it, it's all sec- sequential. But now you can like play a previous sound cue over again because you are giving it the gesture, and it will play whatever. Yes, it will, it will skip forward or backward yes. to whatever track your gesture indicates. Yes. What, what is that called? That's amazing. Solo. Solo. Yeah. How much does that run? It's six hundred pounds, but it's like. It's how much? Six hundred pounds. It's not a bad deal, actually. It's, it's better than audio ape. Sorry yeah. to say, yeah. So, it's, so, but now it also does video and light and audio and websites and everything. So you can everything can be packed in. You can put stickers underneath your equipment. So you can pull out the chop cap and just bring it up to the chest, and then it'll play that audio cue. Interesting, interesting. What about the other guys? What uh, have they found that they bought or thought was kind of cool? Well, it's nothing yet. Oh. We we, we uh, the first day we just look around and we just discuss and we buy the last day. Because we, we some we, things are gone though. I was talking to someone who was saying I forgot what product it was, but they said it was gone by noon. Wow, <laughs> that, that's not usual. That's, okay. that's that's different. What kind of product was that? I can't remember what it was. They said I, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I remember who told me that, I'm, I'll get back. Yeah. To yeah. yeah. <laughs> not that you can find it now, but uh, because it's gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another friend of mine, Ari, who has a leather good called Grum, uh, and he's down on the floor. And he has a limited supply because it's all handmade leather goods. And he oh, makes yeah. like a, a, a leather chop cup. It's a small oh. thing and things like that that are all handmade. That's beautiful. And he said when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. And so he's going to be showing it Magic Live then also. Oh. Are you coming to Magic Live? No, I'm not. Have you ever been? No. I, That's a fun but, time. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that I have three kids and I, and I have a job that demands a lot. So I, I only travel when I can. The gentleman I'm traveling with over here, uh, Dal Sanders and Mark Whitehouse, are both past national presidents of the Society of American Oh. Nations. And this year, then also, uh, 
the president and co-sponsors or co-producers of the uh, uh, Texas Association of Magicians slash SIM slash FISM slash North American Championships. So it's a big convention called Magic Texas. Oh, it's going to be over the uh, first week in September. It's going to be it's going to be like a mini FISM. It actually is. A, we're affiliated with FISM. you got to win in this contest to go forward further. So if you're thinking about coming to a convention, I'm telling you and anybody else who's listening, yeah, yeah. they ought to seriously consider coming to that one. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'd like to say that this convention has really changed since the first time I was there. First it was 2012 or 2014, I think. Yeah. But now it, it shows that a lot of the really old-timers, like people has, who hasn't done magic for many years, mm-hmm. they don't, they've gone. They're not here anymore. So there's mm. much younger audience here and a yeah. much fresher audience. Ah, so that's why it's growing the way that it is. Yeah, I think yeah there's like 4,000 people here. I think they really said 350 VIP registrations. That was capped out. And then they have as many as possible, I guess, of the goal, which they said we have 4,000 plus daily yeah, yeah, yeah. people coming in. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's much better now. And the dealer hall is much larger, much, much, much larger. Yeah. It used to be only the two circles, but now yes. it's yeah, it's much larger now. So I really enjoy it. And yeah. Well, I'm enjoying it too, and especially because I got a chance to finally meet you. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> Thank you, Sune. Appreciate your time. So nice to meet you, <laughs> finally. The Magic Word Podcast. That was Sune Narud Anderson. This is Scotty out. <laughs>